on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio now is Alex Farrell. He is the new Commissioner of Housing and Community Development. Development. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. It's been a couple of years, I think. It has been. You've yeah. been on the show a couple of times, but it's been a couple of years. So, um, and uh, before we get into some serious issues, which we will in a moment, um, how do you think your Yankees are going to do in the offseason? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I'm getting, calling them his Yankees yeah, now. Yeah. I was like, wow. They're just... getting a much needed rest or, or much needed practice, I guess. Well, Brian Cashman just came out with a statement saying he's he's ticked at people criticizing him. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, look, Hal has some pretty harsh rhetoric for the performance of the season, not necessarily aimed at Cashman, but they're not mincing words. Well, basically, Cashman said he's ticked at people saying that it's because of their analytics department. He's defending the analytics. So mm-hmm. it sounds like they're not going to change anything, it sounds like to me. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's the analytics is always fine. It's the application of the analytics that I think you got to key in on. And other, other organizations are doing it better than us right now. So. Well, I also have a problem with too much analytics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> congratulations on Thanks. this big new appointment. Um, did you? When did you learn that you were you were – being considered for this or how did it how did it work that you got the appointment after commissioner hanford left sure well <clears throat> you guys know i had served as uh commissioner hanford's deputy commissioner for right. um a little over two years and so when he stepped away i i filled the role as interim commissioner and uh i i said right away um you know i'm i'm happy to serve if the governor wishes and in less than a month the governor and and his team said all right you're you're the commissioner. So and I was grateful for that because I have developed a rapport with my team. I've uh, been working on these issues for two and a half years now, and I'm pretty passionate about it. And I know the governor uh, feels similarly to to us about the need for housing, and he's been probably the most uh, most intent governor on expanding the supply of housing that we've had in decades. So uh, I'm really grateful to be in this role. Now, one of the things that the governor's gotten some criticism from some people in Burlington, which is including Mayor Weinberger, who has decided not to run for another term, uh, but he has been, and others on the city council have been critical about uh, the, the Governor Scott and the administration's response on housing. They're feeling like the administration should be doing more and that the, uh, the people that have flooded out into Burlington from the motel-hotel program, that that's been a big problem part of the problem that Burlington's facing. How do you respond to that criticism? Yeah. Firstly, I got to say, I understand municipalities uh, frustration with the situation. I'd also say to aim that at the administration would either be opportunistic or mistaken because you can't look at an administration who just funneled $400 million into housing generation over the last three years, less than three years has done more to pass uh, deregulation to encourage housing than any other administration and then point to them and say that uh, that governor hasn't done enough for housing. Now, when you look at the hotel motel program, that was stood up as a temporary emergency program. And at the time, the administration warned, this is going to create a lot of challenges. This is going to create a lot of issues. And the legislature saw fit to still proceed with that program. And at the time, we saw for the public health uh and, and safety side of things, we saw a need for it too, a temporary program. The legislature saw fit to continue to extend that and turn it into not a service, but a benefit. And that's where we've gone now. And so 
Are there issues as a result of that extended hotel-motel program? Absolutely. And that's what the administration has been working hard to try to resolve. And I, I so I hear um, where folks are coming from, where they're discouraged with the situation. I just think they ought to really look at who's been doing what, who's been working hard to resolve the situation. And I think join us as partners rather than sit back and throw stones. Some of the legend that was in Burlington, but then there were some legislators uh, during the session last year at the end of the session, obviously some far, some of the further left legislators, progressives and a few others actually said they were going to support the governor's veto, but only because they wanted that hotel motel program expanded. But part of the criticism was also that there wasn't enough preparation for the program ending. Uh, Again, what do you say to that? I mean, you could certainly level that at both the legislature and the, administration but do you think that's fair criticism i think i understand why people feel that way but the numbers just don't bear that out so um for, i want to add the caveat that commissioner winters of the department of children and families he that department houses the hotel motel program that's my right. team really doesn't um okay. oversee or, or have anything to do with it but we have something to do with the housing generation what i'll say that i've heard commissioner winter say and what i know to be true is that we have expanded shelter capacity. We have done more to make a more robust system, more robust services. What happened is during the pandemic and during the time that we were running this hotel motel program, we had a rapid, rapid expansion of newly homeless households at a rate mm-hmm. that Vermont has never seen. There had been a steady increase for a number of years. And then when you see the numbers as of 2020, it absolutely spikes there was no way to prepare for that kind of an increase. And so while, um, you know, one thing I like to say is uh, in years before the pandemic, we developed or the administration legislature jointly developed the roadmap to end homelessness and other plans. And so folks have said, well, why, why, why has there been no plan? Actually, if you look at the number of households that have uh, exited homelessness as a result of these efforts, thousands of households newly created households we actually blew the previous plans out of the water we hit those marks and then some uh thanks to historic investments and historic efforts by the administration in partnership with some really key legislators and so if folks are trying to say that there hasn't been a plan i don't think they were paying close enough attention well there's no question that um that there's a need for housing and and i that's why i was i was like well i i didn't think that the the hotel mopro motel program was in your purview that's why you answered my first question um and but i but we, you you can't you can't talk about one without the other yep uh so let's talk about housing let's talk about um what you what your vision is uh now that you're um you're the commissioner where do you where do you see that the state can have the biggest impact on creating housing uh around uh, or helping to create housing in the state well I'll, I'll tell you guys what i think uh the the legislature agreed with us uh yesterday when we were testifying to the joint fiscal committee we shared some data that really revealed we had the greatest test case in vermont's history over the past three years to see with essentially unlimited spending ability as a result of the American Rescue Plan Act and the CARES Act and other federal investment. As a result of that, we were able to spend far more money than we ever thought possible just on housing and unit generation. And what did that yield? A lot of units, but not nearly enough. And what have folks, previous administrations, legislators like Kurt Wright, who have been working on these issues for decades, what have they been saying? You need to reform the system need to reform act 250 municipal zoning and bylaws and you need to reform tax policy 
the problem with just government spending is that we're going to try to shove spending into a system that that isn't ready to take it. We need to reform our land use and we need to look at Act 250 again. So that's going to be a big focus for the upcoming session. It for will. You. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to take a very quick break. And we're talking with Alex Farrell. He's the new commissioner of housing for the state of Vermont and uh, the McKenzie Country Classic. The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt Anthony here and continuing our discussion now with the new Commissioner of Housing and Community Development, Alex Farrell. If you have a question for Commissioner Farrell, that sounds good, Commissioner Farrell, <laughs> give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. And of course, we did know and do know that you're not, uh, your, your agency is not responsible for the Hotel Motel program. Yeah. But in the VT Digger story, of course, you're quoted in it yeah. about... Um, talking about what answers are because that involves housing and so that's why you're, you're quoted in here and you were at the meeting on this issue yesterday that's right um so what do you see as you take over you're, you're new obviously as the commissioner but you've been there you're the de- deputy commissioner what do you see and, and you did mention um continued reform of act 250 of the permit and zoning process so what do you see as you come in here as the new commissioner as um the top goals over the next year or two. Yeah. I'd say continuing <clears throat> little, little extra uh, land use reform. So firstly, I want to give credit to uh, Senator Rom Hinsdale, who was a great partner last year in pushing for zoning and land use reform. The, uh, what that looked like was telling uh, certain municipalities, um, look, you can't go beyond these standards. You have to allow a certain amount of density in, in these areas. You need to, you can't make crazy parking requirements like three spaces per unit, which essentially makes it not financially feasible for a developer to build a multifamily building. Things like that, that just made it easier for developers who just want to build housing to go in and do it. Um, and, and Act 250, again, we need broad exemptions from Act 250, especially in our built environment. I mean, it is unbelievable that we would not allow that. And um, there's something called the 10 by 5 by 5 rule, which I reference in, in yesterday's testimony. And what that means is uh, a single developer cannot build 10 or more units within five miles within five years of, of one of their developments. So if you if you build nine units, you can stay under the Act 250 threshold. So what do you see? If you drive down Dorset Street in South Burlington, you see a nine unit development, mm-hmm. then a nine unit development, then a nine unit development. Well, or Fairfax. It's the strangest exactly. thing. You're driving down. And that, so now that makes sense to me. I'm like, th- there's nine houses in the field. Well, and as soon as you need to go through Act 250, you need to get an engineer, yeah. they're in short supply. They can't yeah. take it. Your expense goes up significantly. So we know it's, A, reducing the number of units. Mm-hmm. It's making it more expensive, make it take longer. And here's the irony. Act 250 is an environmental law. It's, it's in theory, to protect our, our green space. Well, what is that rule doing except creating sprawl? So if we were to up the count, reduce the mileage, you could have more dense construction. And frankly, that's what I think everyone has said they want. Folks in the legislature, folks in the administration, everyone says they want more dense construction. So what are we doing with this 10 by 5 by 5 trigger of Act 250? So that's one of the things. And, you know, I got to say, and I, I said this yesterday, we in Vermont are in no danger of overbuilding. Uh, and I'm really, really glad the legislature has come a long way in terms of willingness to look at Act 250. Kurt knows it used to be sort of 
um, a sacred thing. Do not touch. Don't talk about Act 250. If you do, we're going to shut it down. Last year, there was some movement, not nearly enough. But if it weren't for um, a couple key committees preventing progress on it, we would have seen more progress on Act 250. There was a lot of willingness from both parties. Um, And oftentimes with people who are concerned about this overbuilding, they say, well, we don't want Vermont to look like New Jersey. Well, we don't either, but in order for Vermont to have the same population density as New Jersey, we'd have to have 11 million people. That's not going to happen. We've been stagnating at 620 for a while until the last two years. Do you think that this session there might be some act on that? I would expect it. I know the administration's going to push hard. The governor's going to push hard. We're going to have very specific uh, recommendations for the legislature, and we're going to work so that they can see what the data bears out in terms of how many units that will yield and coming up with uh, the units we need to. Why do you think that might work this year when it didn't uh, last year, didn't go last year? Um, There was, and that's what I wanted to ask you about too. What, how much good came out of that bill as opposed to what the administration wanted? We know that, for example, the League of Cities and Towns felt so strongly about it that they opposed the bill uh, because they felt that it, it didn't do enough on the side they wanted where it took some local control away from them. That's what they were concerned. Exactly. About. Exactly. No. And, and, you know, you got to give the Vermont league of cities and towns a lot of credit because they joined in as a partner on that bill and worked on it with everyone else and said, we're willing to join hands. We're willing to let the state preempt some local control. Cause we recognize the need for more housing, but you, the state, you got to jump in. You, you got to do something on your part too. This can't just be on municipalities. And what Ted Brady from the league was saying with that was, look, you have got to uh, reform Act 250. You have to shorten your timelines for um, things like remediation, corrective action plans. And so if the state does not step forward this year and do that, I think you're going to see a lot of frustrated people who are now pointing to the state, rightfully so, and saying, you're you're not doing enough to support the growth of housing. And Okay, and... Uh so you you are you enter the new session which is coming up before you know it with hope that something much bigger can be accomplished in regards to reforming 250. I'd say we now unlike even 3 years ago we now have a broader spectrum broader political spectrum of folks who are interested and willing to push for change in act 250. It used to be that um uh progressives and democrats had no interest in that. And I think in part because of a lot of the, the, the sort of youth movement in both, uh, in all parties in the legislature, you're seeing a lot more people saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we see that there's a need for Act 250 reform and it can be place based reform. We want to conserve green space in Vermont too. You know how you do that by reducing Act 250 barriers in the places that are already built and are ready to be built. South Burlington, for example, has plenty of space that's currently green space, but they have very clear municipal zoning. They have uh, access to municipal water and sewer. There's no reason we shouldn't be building there. Yeah, and I think uh, when Senator Rom Hinsdale was with us last year through that process, and I said, well, you must be doing something right because you are an equal opportunity offender. If you if you manage to... Uh, upset the people uh far left and far right then then i think i think you're on the right course so that's why i asked uh, and and you said coming on the heels of the meeting you had yesterday you feel you feel pretty good about some bipartisan I support i do and and you know i give i give credit to you know all folks in the legislature now that said um it's really going to be up to the legislative leadership 
Yeah. Because the the chairs of the natural resources committees are going to really want to understand what this is going to mean. We're going to come with a plan, but we need legislative leadership to help make sure that we're heard and that there's sort of a fair hearing of these things. How frustrating is that? Because I'm starting to just say it on the radio that, that a lot of the stuff that we talk about over and over and over every year dies in committee. And so it's important for people to contact their representatives, particularly if they're on these committees, to say, yeah. you know, hey, why, why aren't you hearing this? Because uh, that's the biggest concern as we hear a variety of other issues. It, it's got to be frustrating for you and the administration to have something go through all the prospects on one side and then just never get talked about in this committee and it's dead. Well, I, I won't lie. It's discouraging. Um, now, I, I think people have honest intentions uh, so I don't want to, you know, point to anyone and say they're the problem. I will just say I wish there were at times more willingness to just see what we're putting on the table in terms of data and clear proof. Um, and honestly, when we hear some of those folks in, in some of those natural resources committees, um, some have claimed that we don't have a housing crisis. That is shocking to me and yeah. just a complete, complete willing ignorance. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Uh, good morning. Um, I, I just heard your guest mention, you know, South Burlington has plenty of room for more housing. You know, I, I don't think the state should weaken the Act 250 permit. I think they. Sh- I think it's a real good thing for Vermont, Act 250, and most real Vermonters really support it. Um, there's, a, there's this thing called carrying capacity. You know, if you just let developers develop, you know, they're in it to make money, not really to solve the housing problem. That's my theory. Uh, there's a carrying capacity. Like right now in South Burlington, we're going to need to build more schools as it is, and, and, uh, you know, and developers don't pay their share of, the, of that cost. You know, the, the tax rate, the tax base doesn't go up enough, and their fees that they don't pay aren't well, enough. We're almost out of time, so what's your question for Commissioner Farrell? Uh, why don't you come up with something more creative, and why do you say that Vermont won't turn into a New Jersey? might not turn into a New Jersey, but it's, it's ignorant for you. It's, it's, not, okay. it's, it's not fair for you we're, to say you know that right. Vermont we're, won't we're, get we're more overcrowded. We're going to let you go. We're almost out of time, uh, and we've got to hear from the commissioner. I, I can respect the, 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 the strong feelings. I mean, people care about Vermont. I'm a fifth-generation Vermonter, so I'm absolutely uh, in the same boat as wanting to see Vermont stay safe and stay stay strong. What I'll say is, do developers make a profit? Sure. Do grocers make a profit? Sure. Why are we so mad at developers and not mad at grocers? So I think it's okay. We live in a free market society where it's okay to make a profit while you're providing a service. Now, and I'll just say, um, if folks, if developers just build and build and build, um, it, are they but, just building for their own sake or because there's a need? But Alex, isn't isn't also we know the the need for housing, no question. But also, isn't there aren't the reforms at Act Two Fifty meant to be that the housing is built in the right places? That that's right, not so, just spread out all over the state of Vermont, taking up uh, beautiful landscaping. And I think I think maybe the caller would would take some comfort in knowing that um, these are place based reforms. Act Two Fifty, as it is, will remain intact it will re- retain its integrity these are very targeted so it, caller let me just give you some comfort um the the state designated areas where we've uh, allowed for some act 250 exemptions that's 0.3 percent of the total acreage in the state don't worry we aren't going to build over your beautiful green landscapes we need to go a little bit broader than that but not much and we can we can meet the goals all right alex farrell 
Thanks for being on the morning drive today. New commissioner of housing and community development, and, and congratulations on the new job. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll.